0: It might be Miller time for the New Orleans Saints as they travel to Charlotte, North Carolina to take on the Panthers. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, to all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, take part in our exclusive film studies, early access, Q&As, and much more, you can become a Locked On Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Saints to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network, uh, Tuesdays on the Locked On NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, and then some on Locked on Saints. And it's another live episode of Locked on Saints, whether you're here and catching the show live or you're catching it later. Appreciate you very much for coming through. We're taking a look today at just getting you updated on the last bits of notes that you need to know heading into Monday's game with the last practice being today. Saints will take a day off tomorrow, very likely travel tomorrow, as all the rest of the NFL action is ongoing. And then want to make sure you get all the information on the injury report. We're also going to take a little bit of a look at the uh, Carolina Panthers as well. So going to be a quick episode. Yeah, you know, I always say like 10 to 15 minutes, they, these always tend to go like 20, 25. So I'll try to shut up a little bit more quickly uh, today. But, uh, but we'll take a look at DJ Chark, who's trading in the right direction for the Carolina Panthers. What does that mean for the New Orleans Saints? we got a quick clip from uh, Dennis Allen on uh, his answer to that question today. Uh, we'll also take a look at some surprise absences that went uncounted for, but it's a good, good, good example of why the Uh, Media availability window, which is different than the actual practice schedule, is important. So we'll highlight that. Uh, But first, uh, another positive injury report for the New Orleans Saints. No players ruled out at this time. Three players that were limited uh, earlier on in the week. Uh, Well, limited, I'll I'll say that lightly. Uh, Tight end Juwan Johnson was limited the first day, full, full, the second and third day. So he uh, comes out of the injury report with no injury designation at all. That means that he should be good to go. Same thing goes for Ryan Ramchek as well as tight end Jimmy Graham. No surprises there. Running back, Kendra Miller, the rookie they drafted in the third round out of TCU, as well as safety, JT Gray, who's also the team's special teams captain or one of the two uh, captains on special teams. Both of those players listed as questionable for right now. Dennis Allen did say that they're going to get a look at Kendra Miller tomorrow and then maybe be able to get an assessment off of that. I assume that he means that they'll probably have like a walkthrough or something like that in Charlotte, be able to kind of have an idea of what direction they're going in there, but don't expect... I wouldn't expect to know anything specific until game day, although it might break somewhere or something like that. So, it's worth keeping an eye out on one way uh, or another. Uh, big shout out to Sheezy, Nola Gang, Lionel, and all y'all Gundam over here in the chat. Appreciate y'all very much for being here. Um, what I want to what I want to make sure that I, I touch on here for the Saints injury report as we kick off the show is that look, it, it could be Miller time, right? Could be Miller time. Um, don't don't come for me. Uh, copyright, folks. Uh, but it could be that time that Kendrick Miller finally gets out on the field and make his debut. Uh, the Saints went against the guy last week that a lot of Saints fans wanted to end up here in New Orleans. I had to keep Tajay in uh, New Orleans campaign going on here on the show. And so you got a little bit of an early look at what could have been with him, which was OK, uh, only two runs, only two carries, though. Uh, but for the Saints, the guy that they did invest in here in Kendrick Miller, they get an opportunity to see. And I really liked Kendra Miller this offseason as well. I mean, you know, hard to, you know, turn your nose up at fourteen hundred rushing yards, dang near. I mean, one thousand three hundred ninety nine, and then like seventeen touchdowns or whatever it was uh, that he put up while he was there at TCU as a Horn Frog. And so I- I'm excited to see Kendra Miller when he gets out there. I think that he helps the New Orleans Saints rushing game just from the perspective of being able to change pace a little bit, as opposed to Jamal Williams being seventy five percent of the time that guy. Now maybe you can get down to like sixty percent that guy. Maybe get a little bit more variation and dynamics in the run game and stuff like that, which I think can be helpful. And then of course, having a guy like Hendry Miller who can catch out of the backfield is obviously very, very helpful as well. So big time boost uh, on the way for the running back room in that case, as, uh, as she says here. Um, the the other player that you want to keep an eye out on here is JT Gray. JT Gray is an interesting questionable because not only has he been limited all throughout practice, but he's also been a red non-contact jersey all practice. So I'd be a little bit surprised if he played um, or even if he's active, if he only plays a little bit, you know, maybe he's in that position to where he would be like good to have as a, a, a an emergency safety or, or something like that. Although the Saints have a ton of confidence in Jordan Howden. I'm going to be putting out a piece on Jordan Howden this weekend over at Saints News Network that we'll discuss here on the show when there's time. But they have a ton of confidence in that guy and what his future is. And so I don't know that they're going to be in a situation where they need to rush JT Gray out from whatever, you know, from the shoulder injury and all that, especially with him being in the non-contact jersey all week and all that stuff. So even though he's listed as questionable, I think he's probably the less likely of the two uh, to hit the field. The, the other thing to keep in mind here in terms of the positive injury report is the guy that doesn't have a designation, right? Joan Johnson, who missed uh, Thursday's practice, which this week with the Monday game was the first practice of the week. He uh, Well, he didn't miss, sorry, but he was limited throughout that practice with a a calf injury but then was full on Friday, the second day of practice, full again here on Saturday, and then now has no injury designation, meaning that he's good to go. So that's huge for New Orleans. Um, if you didn't catch the Friday episode with the game plan on how to beat the Carolina Panthers, with the type of, um, with the type of coverage schemes that Carolina likes to run, and, and, and what we saw them run last week against the Atlanta Falcons, the seam routes, the all-go specials, the four-verts, those types of things, Those are big time attacking points for that cover three heavy defense. And a guy like Juwan Johnson helps you big time with that. I think you want to see Juwan Johnson out there helping out a ton. You're also, of course, going to want to see guys like Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham. I would love to see Jimmy Graham more involved in this game than he was last week. Same thing for Taysom Hill, all that. So I think that that tight end room has a big opportunity uh, to help out. Uh, Sheezy says, hopefully our tight ends get more uh, involved in week two. And keep the defense guessing, and I think that's exactly what it is that you're looking for, right? You want to see Juwan Johnson out there and Foster Moreau getting more targets in the passing game, and Jimmy Graham being a factor in the red zone. All those other things, and you know, Jimmy Graham versus the Carolina goalposts at Bank of America Stadium have a long running history against one another. So I think that you know, getting to see him out there making some plays and getting some things done would be excellent for New Orleans. It kind of gives you an opportunity, really, to be able to see the um, to see the rest of you know, what the season can be with this really dynamic and diverse tight end room. You want to start to build that up now. Uh, The other thing to keep in mind here is that Peyton Turner has gone to injured reserve. That's not new information, but it's going to be interesting to see how the Saints go about this in terms of uh, Isaiah Foskey. And then they elevated Kyle Phillips, the veteran defensive end uh, earlier on this week up to the active roster. And so with both of those players Right now, on the 53 man roster, which is saying still only carrying 52 active players, they have they still have an open roster spot that they have just not tended to at all. Uh, and I'm sure that obviously that's on purpose, there's there's a reason for that, there's some calculus behind that, uh, for people much smarter than I am. But uh, you're gonna see somebody, you know, get into that rhythm or, or get into that rotation rather, uh, in place of Peyton Turner. So, this might be our first look at Isaiah Fosky, who was. inactive last week, mostly due to a numbers game, uh, because they wanted more running backs, they wanted more special teams play, stuff like that. So getting an opportunity to see Isaiah Foskey, that might happen this week. So you might get two rookie debuts in uh, Kendra Miller and Isaiah Foskey, which would be pretty fun to see, especially if those guys have positive games. They don't have to have massively impactful games. They don't have to have game-changing or game-winning games or anything like that. Just if they go out there and have positive games, then that's good, right? That shows you show the trajectory of what those players can be for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so it's it's big. It's big there for, for New Orleans. Um, there were also a couple of other players that were not present during the open media portion of practice. So I want to bring you an interesting nugget on that and what that means, because those two players, one of which was Jalen Smith, what could this mean? It might not be much, though, and so we're gonna we're gonna discuss some nuance here uh, as we continue on and wrap up this bonus edition episode of Locked On Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, and today's episode of Locked On Saints brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Uh, I see right here that Doc is going to the game, so who's gonna be joining him? I'm gonna be there. Doc's gonna be there. Who else is gonna be there? If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, but you're gonna be in the area. Don't worry about it. You don't have to stress at all. In fact, you can breathe easy. Here, I'm gonna breathe with you. Because that's what it feels like using the Game Time app. Head over to the Game Time app today, where you're gonna be able to see the vantage point from which you're purchasing your, your, your viewpoint, your seats. Uh, and it takes no time at all. And they've got deals all the way up to the day of the event. So go and snag your tickets without all the stress. Take that deep breath with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. And use the promo code locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the app, create the account, redeem promo code locked on NFL for $20 off. That's game time. Download it today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And today's episode also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. So while you're saving money over at Game Time, go make yourself some money over at Prize Picks. You can leave traditional fantasy football behind because this is the largest daily fantasy outlet outlet out there. This is the most fun and the easiest way to win some money because you don't even have to like bet on odds in this. You can pick nothing but the things that make sense and still make 25 times your cash. So go and check them out because all you have to do is pick two to six players against their stat projections, choose whether they're gonna come out at more or less, doesn't matter. There's no odds, anything like that. You don't have to deal with any of that kind of stuff and if you get those right, you're going to win. You can turn $10 into $250, for instance. So go and check them out today. Go to prizepickscom slash Use promo code NFL in all caps to get a first deposit match up to $100. That's a prizepix.com slash NFL. Promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Go and check them out today. Let's get it, that Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints, we're going we're gonna to take a look at an interesting note here from practice. Sometimes you'll see... A lot of us say things like, oh, these players weren't present at practice. But then you also see some announcements from us that'll say things like, Pam, don't worry about it. Uh, Let's <laughs> say things like, you know, these players weren't present during the open media portion of practice or the media viewing portion of practice and stuff like that. And, and I've gotten some questions about why the additional specificity on that and and the 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 bottom line is that sometimes what we see in practice, which is like this much of practice, we see sometimes maybe around 20, maybe 30 minutes outside of training camp, right? Once it's in game, you, they don't want media seeing all the different things that they're doing and stuff like that. It makes perfect sense, right? Like you, it's a lot of like state secrets and stuff like that in terms of like what they're doing and all. And so sometimes what we see is only a very, very small fraction. And so maybe something like that, you know, during that time, maybe we won't see a player because that player is, you know, off somewhere getting, you know, something wrapped or getting or dealing with an equipment issue or, or getting sized for something like there's any number of things that could potentially happen. I mean, not to be, you know, like obtuse or anything like that, but like that player could just be like in the restroom or like personal business, taking a phone call for all we know, like you just never know, you know? And so today what happened was, um, we got out into practice and then everybody was there and it was also perfect attendance yesterday on um on friday today we got out there for practice and it was perfect attendance on the active roster but two players were missing from the practice squad those two players were linebacker jalen smith and linebacker slash defensive end i would call him a defensive end here in new orleans terrell lewis um now i'm going to tell you i'm fairly certain i saw terrell lewis after the fact but you know we all reported that we didn't see those two players during the open media portion of practice but that doesn't mean that they weren't there for practice. And this was evidenced by the injury report where both players, neither player was on the injury report, nor was either player on this uh afternoon's transaction report, which would have meant that, you know, maybe something happened to where they were, you know, waived, or maybe they were elevated to the active roster, or another team signed them, or things like that. Those things are still possible. Maybe those things don't pop up until tomorrow's uh transaction wire, but that would be a weird choice by the NFL considering tomorrow is game day. Um but it's just something to keep in mind that sometimes when it comes to those practice reports and the early indications that we give as media, that sometimes if we don't see a player, it might be that simple that we just didn't, we simply did not see that player because that player wasn't present at that time. So uh, it could be that something happened with those guys and that they they are no longer on the roster, which would be a little bit surprising, but I, I won't, I'm not going to jump to that until we actually see something on the transaction report and all that stuff. So nothing on the transaction wire, nothing on the injury report for either of those guys. And that's probably good news. Probably just means that they were off doing something else that wasn't stretched and that wasn't the individual drills that we that we were watching. And so it could be as simple as that. So I just thought there was an interesting note that sometimes it bees like that, right? Like sometimes you just don't see a guy and they're actually fine. So we'll see. Uh, we'll get more information later and all throughout. But for right now, it just seems like they just weren't there. So just thought that was related to traffic issues. Listen, here in New Orleans, maybe they hit a pothole, right? Like they might've hit a pothole. Um... The, the, the a, there might have been they might have been a flash flood somewhere you know they might have just been on the wrong side of 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 the I ten trying to trying to get down here who knows who knows so yeah it could be any any number of things or maybe they were busy watching LSU whoop up on Mississippi State I doubt that that was the case they were not they did not miss to watch college football I'm just kidding I'm just making a joke uh, what's up Robert and so uh, so that's all. I just wanted to highlight that so that if you see that and you're like, oh, I wonder what happened with those guys, it could just be that we didn't see them. Um, I want to share with you something from the other team's injury report that's good news for Carolina. I think it moves the needle for New Orleans a little bit, but I don't think massively so, but not for the reason that you think uh, or that you might think. But DJ Chark returned to practice and you know came back to practice this week after missing last, week, last week's game, the wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he missed last week's game against the Atlanta Falcons. Looks to be headed in the right direction. We see this over and over again, right? Wide receivers always return against the New Orleans Saints somehow, and uh, and there's a chance that he plays this weekend. He's listed as questionable uh, for Monday night. So let's take a look at uh, Dennis Allen here. I asked him, you know, hey, it seems that. DJ Chark is headed in the right direction for Carolina. What does that mean for your preparation and, and what does he potentially bring uh, to that team? Let's look at what Dennis Allen had to say and then I'll tell you why. I don't think it moves the needle too terribly much for the New Orleans Saints defense. Look, certainly I, we feel like he's, a, he's an explosive playmaker um, and, and uh, he's got some vertical speed down the field that obviously we'll have to contend with. And so uh, that presents a challenge. Um, you know, I, I think... Look, they've got a lot of weapons that they can utilize, you know, offensively, and, and we'll have to account for those guys. So when I say that, I don't know that it necessarily moves the needle for the New Orleans Saints. The the, the reason why I mention that is because like Dennis Allen highlighted there that he's he's an explosive player, he's a vertical threat, these things. Um, I think that New Orleans was probably preparing as if DJ Chark was going to play anyway. I, I don't think that they ever would have gone in and, and and allowed themselves to be ill-prepared for a player that could potentially play. That's why I say that it probably doesn't move the needle for the New Orleans Saints defense. They're probably very prepared for DJ Chark to be out there. And then if DJ Chark isn't out there, then that's that vertical threat and that explosive player that they no longer have to concern themselves with. And then they can focus in on, you know, some of these other guys and, and, and their sort of underneath heavy approach. And so that's why I say I don't think that it moves the needle too terribly much for New Orleans because New Orleans is probably prepared for DJ Chark to be out there. If I'm New Orleans, I know that that's the way that I would go about it. Hearing Dennis Allen's answer there gives me a sense that they are indeed prepared for him to be out there considering that they're already looking at what he is, what he can do, all of those other things. And so all of those pieces are going to be the things that I think will allow the New Orleans Saints defense to be competitive, whether DJ Chark's on the field or not. The other thing to keep in mind is that DJ Chark does add that downfield capability for Carolina, whether it's successful or not comes to the New Orleans Saints ability to execute over on the defensive side, right? Can they Maintain the eye discipline. Can they keep the ball from going over their heads? All these other things. Uh, but the Carolina Panthers only tried two passes last week, more than twenty air yards down the field. Can the Saints force them to replicate that this year, this week and keep everything in front of them? That's one of the reasons why I think DJ Chark coming back is important. But the Saints are going to be prepared for it. So it's important in that it reintroduces a weapon downfield that might make Bryce Young more comfortable to go twenty yards down the field with his passing. Uh, but the saints are going to be prepared for, uh, exactly that. So, so I think that, that that's kind of the way that I look at it. Um, I, I'm expecting DJ Chark to be out there. And so DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, um, you know, uh, uh, Terrace Marshall, uh, these are like Shai shy Smith, like these guys that, that should be out there this weekend. Like they do have a lot of weapons and they have a pretty good run game and guys like Miles Sanders, as well as, uh, as well as Chuba Hubbard. And so, like Dennis Allen said, they have to be prepared for all of that, and I'm certain that they took their time to be prepared for all that. Then to go, oh, well, DJ Chark's probably not playing, and then all of a sudden, they're like, you know, it's not like Dennis Allen just found out that you know, and the Saints defense just found out that DJ Chark might play this weekend. Like clearly, they were going to be ready for that. Uh, so I- I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this game this weekend, uh, and I'm excited that we get to we get to do one more show uh, before the game. So Monday morning, I'll have another show ready for you. That's going to be a little bit of like a meet the Panthers. Here's who they are. Here's what they did. Uh, We're going to get into keys to victory, like the things that the Saints have to do in order to get that 23 to 16 win that I'm predicting uh, for them. Uh, But I want to hear your stuff too. I want to know like, what is your key to victory? Mine, of course, starts with the offensive line. Can the Saints trenches make it happen? You know, because right now we can keep saying, well, they just need more reps together. But then as they get more reps together, if they're, they're not performing well, then that excuse has to go away, right? Then you have to start to look at addressing it. And so that's got to be the big thing. It, it, it's all got to start there. So what are your keys to victory? What is your score prediction for this game? Let me know. Um, and uh, I'd love to hear uh, hear from you on all of it. Um, Going to have a couple of written pieces out for you this weekend. Looking at Jordan Howden, looking at Marcus Robertson, looking at um, uh, the impact of the New Orleans Saints defense so far, all of that. So a uh, whole bunch, whole bunch coming up for you. Um, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy some Neon Dion and Pac-12 after dark tonight uh, as well as some uh, stress-free NFL football on Sunday. Enjoy that before the stress starts to set back in (laughs) on Monday night. Really appreciate everybody for being here live for the show. Saint, uh, Doc, Derek, uh, I already said Saint, my bad. Um, LGP, Jerry, I saw you. Richard, cheesy uh, Gundam, I saw you. Pammy, I saw you. I really appreciate everybody coming through on like a random Saturday afternoon stream. Like, Thank you very much for continuing to support the show. I uh, appreciate y'all as always. And of course, I thank you all you every day out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And I appreciate you as always. Make your part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. If you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them and trust you that nation. Oh